What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens break the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we've got a question from Tallulah. Hi, my name is Tallulah, and I'm seven, and I like shooting my bow and arrow, and what if cats could turn into vampires? Thank you so much for this question, Tallulah. I got to practice with a bow and arrow a few times, and... I wasn't that good at it, so you must do a lot of hard work with yours. And you know what, folks? This is the perfect week for another add-on question from Evie. My name is Evie, and, um... What's one of your favorite things? My favorite thing is a fairy, and, um... What's your question? And my question is... What if fairies could talk, and what if um, they could, and what if they were real? Thank you. Evie, I'm so glad you love fairies. I do, too. We're going to make sure we get a few into this story. And I'd also like to tell you, and anyone else who's into fairies, that they're in episode 5, What If Things Were Floating in Outer Space? As well as, what if there were a summer camp in the clouds? And they sneak their way into a few other episodes as well. Okay, let's get right into our story this week. What if cats could turn into vampires? And let's add in a few fairies for Evie. Alabaster Zero thought himself to be What If World's greatest detective. However, his partner, Fair Elise the fairy, she knew he still had a long way to go. All right, Fair Elise. You've got your bow and arrow ready? Yes, Alabaster, though I doubt it will be necessary. It's been a slow week, crime-wise. And that means there's going to be something big and crimey on the horizon. That's not necessarily true, said Fair Elise. But my gut is telling me that danger is afoot. The two detectives were stalking around Wentrell Park in broad daylight, looking for nothing in particular. Alabaster, I'm all for stopping crime and solving mysteries, but we're in the middle of a well-lit park with lots of people around. What do you expect is going to happen? That's the thing, Fair Elise. You've always got to expect the least probable thing to happen is going to happen. A nearby family cracked a can of seltzer water, and Alabaster was in a dive, rolling up, pulling out his bubble wand to catch the whole family in one big bubble. I've got you, you criminals, said Alabaster to the family of frog folk. I never. Therese came over and touched the tip of her arrow to the bubble. I'm going to take my wand back if you misuse it. And then she turned to the frog family. You're all free to go, with our apologies. My partner's just a bit jumpy today. Well, I'll say. The father said with a croak, 
as his family settled back down. All right, so the soda wasn't a secret weapon, but that was just my first idea. Well, let's hope your second idea is better. So, what's the least likely kind of bad guy you'd find in the middle of the day? I don't know. A vampire. A vampire. Yeah, you got it right. Meow. They heard a cat in the tree hanging over them. Well, look, here's a chance to make a real difference. We can help this little kitty down. All right, Verilise, you go help that cat, and I'll stay on the lookout for vampires. Alabaster, I'm half the size of that cat. Oh, fine, I'll help. And Alabaster shot a bubble out of his wand toward the little tabby in the tree. She popped it with her claws. Well, I'm out of ideas. And Alabaster turned away from the cat, searching this way and that for a vampire. Oh, must I do everything, said Fairlies. She sprinkled the little fairy dust from her hand onto the arrow in her bow and then shot it right into the tree limb by the cat. Unfolding from the arrow as it flew was a set of carpeted steps, standing in thin air. And the cat took its time stretching out as it slowly walked down each step to rest beside Alabaster's feet. Elise, why is this cat at my feet? It seems to prefer you, probably because you didn't shoot an arrow at it. Just then, the tree limb the cat had been waiting on cracked off of the tree and fell straight towards the little kitty. Vampire attack, said Alabaster, blasting a bubble up towards the great heavy tree limb and catching it in midair. The kitty looked up at the limb and then purred and circled Alabaster's boot. I wasn't trying to save you, I was trying to beat a vampire, said Alabaster. I think now it likes you even more. And look doesn't have tags. You should rescue this stray. I'm too busy hunting vampires. It's not like I've got a cute name picked out already for Tabby Tallulah. I think Tabby Tallulah is a wonderful name. We can take her back to your apartment and and go find this vampire. How does that sound? All right, all right. Alabaster picked up the cat just before the bubble popped and the tree limb crashed to the ground. That's strange. This tree limb looks all dried out. Whereas the rest of the tree is quite healthy. Well, good thing we got here when we did. Or I don't know what would have happened to Tabby Tallulah. They got back to Alabaster's apartment and led Tabby Tallulah inside. Fairylise conjured up some sand in a box, and Alabaster Zero put out a bowl of water. So what do cats eat anyway? Dogs? No, Alabaster. We'll pick up some cat food later today. But she doesn't seem too hungry. Just make sure your plants are cat safe. Oh, all I have is a cactus and it's non-toxic to felines. Not like I looked that up when I got it or anything because I always wanted a cat. Hey, you know what? I think I might have left a few cans of cat food under my kitchen sink after all. Alabaster, it's okay to admit if you like cats. I don't like anything, Fairylise, said Alabaster cracking open a can of wet cat food. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. There you go. Munchums, munchums, Tabby Tallulah. But the cat didn't seem interested in the food at all. Well, that's not disappointing at all. Excuse me. An alabaster rushed out of the apartment. Fairlise followed and shut the door behind her. I'm sure the cat will grow to love your home and your food, and you'll grow to love it too, said Fairlise. I don't love anything, partner. Except for not grime. Do you mean order? 
My thing sounded better. Now I bet that vampire's getting away, since we wasted all this time on that ungrateful kitty. An alabaster stalked off towards the beach. And where are we headed now? Well, vampires don't like water, right? Thought that was just running water. Well, water's always running on the beach. Running onto it, and then back off of it. You mean the tides? That's right. So if a vampire really wanted to hide, he'd go to the beach on a sunny day. Out of curiosity, was there, like, a tip about a vampire? Where's this all coming from? It's a gut instinct. And what's telling your gut there's a vampire? Aha! See? Alabaster pointed out to a ship sailing close to shore. That's Petrina the pirate's ship. Exactly. She was the bad guy last time, so she'll probably be the bad guy this time. Alabaster, last time she was just teaching us a lesson about working hard and not giving up. Really? Yeah, I didn't get any of that. Alabaster was swimming out towards the ship, but he started getting really tired about halfway. <sighs> Here we go again. She took out another tube of fairy dust and sprinkled it on a new arrow, then shoo, skimmed it across the surface all the way to the ship, making a line of floating ice in the ocean. Thanks, Elise. Alabaster climbed up clumsily. Oh, could you make this ice a little less slippery? That's not really how ice works. And so, he slipped and skidded all the way to the ship. Once he'd climbed aboard, he pulled out his bubble wand and burst into Petrina's cabin. I've got you red-handed, vampire. Oh, said Petrina, trying on a pair of red mittens. I just finished making these for you. They're lovely. But you're still under arrest. What? Alabaster shot a bubble towards Petrina, but Marilise popped it with her arrow again. What do you say to her for your nice mittens? Thank you, Petrina the Pirate. Oh, you're welcome. Will you be coming back for another weaving lesson tomorrow? Yeah, I'm making a tapestry of me, only with bigger muscles and also a cat's there. Do you have any cat food? Like, really nice cat food? Just because I am an old lady means I have cat food? Well, that's not what he meant. Well, I have ten cans, plus this spider plant. Kitties love them. Alabaster left, cupping his ten cans of cat food in his red mittens. His new plant balanced atop it all. Okay, so maybe she's not a vampire, said Alabaster. But as soon as we check in on Dabby Tallulah, we're gonna find one. Oh, the cat's only been alone for an hour. It will be fine. I said as soon as we check on Tabby Tallulah, we'll go find that vampire. Oh, for spell's sake. And Fairylise tied a little strand of her rainbow-colored hair to an arrow and shot it straight into the sky. It went off like a flare, sending a bright, fluorescent, smoking rainbow through the sky. What was that for? I'm calling for some fairy help, Alabaster. Whatever gets us to Tabby Tallulah fat, I mean, back on the case faster. And suddenly, whoop whoop, Sprite Alright showed up, holding Pixie Cotto's hand. All right, all right, all right. I love your rainbow flare, Fairylise. Thank you for coming on short notice. Sprite Alright, please teleport Alabaster back to his apartment so he can check on his cat. And what am I going to do? Asked Pixie Cotto. You're going to help me cast a spell, a searching spell. Oh, cool. No sooner had Alabaster appeared in his apartment than... The ten cans of cat food toppled out of his hand. And the spider plant went tumbling too. Sprite Alright caught the plant and set it beside the cactus. All right, let's see if Tabby likes this fancy food. 
The detective cracked open a can and set it on the ground. But the tabby cat was just sunning itself next to a warm window. Ah, uh, alabaster? It's right all right. Can't you see I'm trying to get this stuck-up cat to eat its food? Well, I think it maybe already had some food. And she gestured to the cactus, which was really just a saggy sack of green needles. Tabby Tallulah, you don't eat my cactus, said Alabaster. But the cat just lifted its head and gave him a flash of red eyes and extra long fangs before laying back down for a nap. Wow, that was really scary. I know. My poor kitty isn't getting enough food, and now she's mad at me. I think there might be something else going on here, Alabaster. Let's just get back to the case, please. Then maybe swing by a pet store. All right, all right, all right. And Spread All Right teleported them right back to Fair Elise and Pixicato. You're back just in time, Alabaster. We've actually got a lead. See, my gut is never wrong. Oh, your gut was pretty wrong, and our spell didn't find anything either. So my cat doesn't like me, and there's no vampires? Well, then I pulled out my phone and did a quick Google search. And what if World does have a vampire? I knew it. Let's go. Don't you want to learn a bit about him? He's a vampire. That's all I need. Plus, the pet store closes in ten minutes. And I need to buy some luxury cat food. All right, all right, all right. And Sprite All Right teleported all four of them to Cacula's house. Ah, 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 ah. I've been expecting you. And I've been expecting you to go down. That's right. We're all going down to my basement for open mic night. Ah, ah. That's great. I've been working on my set, said Sprite All Right. I've got some new material, too. I've sewn it into the lining of my cape. <laughs> Get it, the material? So, for the record, you're not drinking any blood or committing any crimes. We vampires learn to live off of different things. I, for example, live off of laughter and also groans. Mostly groans lately. So you've committed crimes against comedy, eh? Not me. Though you are acting like a Mr. Meaner. <laughs> oh, let's get out of here. And bloop, 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 bloop. They were back in Alabaster's apartment. Oh, wait, the pet store. He checked his watch. Oh, it's closed. Now my kitty will never love me. He turned to see his cat, sucking the last water out of the roots of the spider plant. He was wearing his clawed-up curtains as a cape. Meow, that's more like said Tabby to Lula. Tabby to Lula, you can talk. Alabaster went to give his cat a hug. Uh, Uncle Alabaster, I think your cat's a vampire, said Pixicato. What? Just because she turned my black curtains into a cape and she sucked all my plants dry with her giant fangs and... Wait a second, you actually do like my food. Yes, we cat vampires need long naps in the sun and many plants to suck dry. Oh, why didn't you say so? 
I didn't know if I could trust you, but you try over and over again to make me happy. So now I think maybe I live here. Oh, I don't think Alabaster would want to live with a vampire cat. We've been hunting vampires all day. Whoa, 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 whoa. not so fast, Veralisa. If Happy Tallulah wants this place to be her home, uh, it's okay by me. All right, looks like you're starting a little family of your own. Well, I guess we'll get going. Wait, before you go, could you get me some more houseplants? I think we can manage, said Verilise. And she, Pixicato, and Sprite All Right, touched every can of cat food in the house. And <laughs> tiny trees and plants and cacti grew out of all of them. And then the three fairies disappeared. Well, cat, you spent all day napping and eating my plants. What do you feel like doing now? And Dabby Tallulah said, I was thinking I would eat one of these plants and then take a little nap. Oh, uh, sure. But if you wanted to make a few bubbles for me to pop first? She smiled. And so did Alabaster. The end. All right, Abby and Tallulah. I hope you liked your story. Folks at home, if you're wondering, our review contest is over. But we'll happily send a thank you note and a sticker to anyone who writes us a review on Apple Podcasts. Just email us at whatifworldpodcast at gmail.com and tell us your Apple display name. That's what shows up by your review. And then we'll send you a cool thank you. Speaking of which, I'd like to thank Karen Marshall, my editor and producer, Craig Martinson, our theme song writer and performer, Jason O'Keefe for our awesome artwork, and all you kids at home who keep an open mind when you meet new people. And pets, I guess. Until we meet again, keep wondering. What if world, this is world.